Hey there, I'm Lee Rowley, and this is Lee After Dark. Why? Because there's more to being a business leader than just business. Each episode, one brave entrepreneur ejects the elevator pitch and just gets real. Today, I'd like to welcome Larissa Russell. Larissa, how are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, Larissa, the rules are simple. For the next 20 minutes, we can talk about anything you want but your business. Afterwards, you'll have five minutes to pitch up a storm. But if you mention your business during the interview, you'll lose one minute of pitch time at the end. We're pretty loosey-goosey with the rules, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's a shtick. So, uh, are, you, are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. You're ready to play. All right, well, let's start the timer here officially to keep this honest. And what are we getting into for the next 20 minutes? Today, um, let's just rock the boat a little with the LGBT plus youth crisis and how we're not looking out for our kids. Good one. Okay. We're going to dive in deep today. All right. Yes. All right. Lead so, the way. All right. So I'm going to give a little bit of history first because I, I come from uh, a gay family. I, okay, let's set the, let's set the, uh, Whole story, I guess. First of all, I'm Canadian, so a little bit different rules than the States, but, you know, the problems are the same, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So now my story. I come from a gay family. So back in the 70s, when it was not legal, my mother um, chose, well, no, that's not true. She took a female partner and gave up her marriage. And so my brother and I moved in with her and her partner. So back in the 70s, when there was no rules, um, no laws, no, nothing to protect us, which we now have in place here in Canada, we, it, we lived in fear all the time. We couldn't have friends over. We couldn't, you know, live a sort of a normal kid life. And it wasn't uh, for a few years before things became much more uh, safe. But even then, we just learned that um, way of hiding, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it, it really affected everything in our lives. So we grew up, my brother, um, he announced or let us know that he was gay when he was in high school. We already knew that. Um, so now we have two gay people in our family, which is great. Like we're a very open family and all of that. Fast forward many more years, I've been married and divorced. I've been widowed and my mother dies and I'm dealing with all the crisis um, of that and then being widowed myself and the crisis of that. And I finally realized that I am also gay. I knew that I was, you know, fluid, if you will, okay. but realized that I did not have sexual identity issues. I had mother issues. So that's one of the reasons why I never came out. So in all of that, I've had the aspect of um, our youth and what they've gone through in a lot of different ways. I moved out of the house when I was 14. Um, I was, you know, had a lot of my own issues. I've been on the board of our local pride center here. Um, I've also worked for a homeless uh, organization where we house the homeless. And so I've had a lot of different ways to um, interact with youth LGBT plus youth specifically, and, and I really see the problem 
Um, and from that, I've now, we're, I'm forming a, a nonprofit from that, uh, which is a, a, another story. But okay. the suicide rate of the LGBT youth, uh, they have the highest suicide attempt rates of all ages, classes, everything. And one of the main reasons for that is non-acceptance, right? So when the passage of laws to discriminate against LGBT plus people, they've shown the significant impacts on the physical and mental health of, and the well-being of LGBT youth. Um, and LGBT, I'm encompassing everybody. I usually try to add the plus, I sometimes forget, um, but it's really, there's such an alphabet. Uh, now we try to be as inclusive as possible. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to minimize that, but sure. sometimes it's hard when you're speaking to add all the letters. So I apologize sure. to everybody. Sure, sure. Um, and, and they found that in contrast, when the passage of laws recognize LGBT plus people as equal with regards to civil rights and that sort of thing, it's been showing a positive impact on the physical and mental health and well-being of the LGBT youth. And so when we have places where um, it's accepted, you, you're accepted for being who you are because that you are that way, you're born that way. When you're accepted for being who you are, you're, you are able to be your own self and not hide and not be bullied and that sort of thing, which is, is a huge thing. Sure. Um, there's uh, the percentage of, of kids that, you know, attempt suicide, the percentage of kids who, um, like 62% of homeless uh, gay and transgender youth have attempted suicide. So that like many. compared to less than 20% of heterosexual homeless youth, right? So it's, it's a high enough problem with all youth, but when you add the LGBT plus portion to that and the un, um, inacceptance from people it just compounds to be such a huge problem for the youth. Absolutely. And it's such a scary number when you think of the amount of youth who are suffering and, and needlessly, right? Because grownups can't get along is basically what it comes down to. Sure. And, and, it, and it's absolutely frightening to think that, um, you know, like the homeless population of, of youth, uh, LGBT plus youth, um, 20, they say 20 to 40% of the homeless population is LGBT plus youth. That's a huge number, right? And Absolutely. When, when you think about that many kids on the street and, and the reasons why is typically family rejection and the family not accepting who they are and, and not being okay with them. So it, it's, it, it, I, I'm sorry, I just get so upset. Like, I'm so passionate about this. And it just really, I, I struggled with it myself as a youth for totally, totally different reasons than here in Canada, we have different laws. We are protected. We still see a lot of hate. Mm -hmm. uh, don't get me wrong. We still see a lot of hate. Um, but we at least have the backing of, of the court system, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but the bigger problem is, is the families and the way they treat their kids. And honestly, if all you ever wanted was a healthy, happy baby, 
why wouldn't you want that for your teenager, right? And it shouldn't matter if it's a boy or a girl or who they love or, or anything like that. So, yeah, I just, um, I have other statistics I can share with you. Just, I get, sorry, I get so emotional about these sort of things. And, I, I, and, the, and that's perfectly fine. This is, this is the place to do that. Um, you know, honestly, uh, if, you know, if, rather than a statistic, do you have a story you can share from your youth growing up that was particular that particularly sticks out to you? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, because it was, even though it was accepted at home, of course, because it was my parents uh, that were gay, it was not accepted in the public, right? We didn't have sure. the laws to protect us, that sort exactly. of thing. So not being able to have friends come to the house. When you're a young person, like I was 11 when my mom came out. So, you know, 11 till I, I left at 14 because I just couldn't cope with it anymore. And it wasn't that I couldn't cope with her being gay. I couldn't cope with the secrecy and the, the constant lying, right? And, and having to make up stories and keep those stories straight. And, and, and you shouldn't have to do that as a kid, Sure. right? You shouldn't have to pretend you're somebody else. And, and, you know, in hindsight, should my mother have um, made that choice back when it was illegal? As a child, I would say absolutely not. As a person who has come out themselves, how do you not live in your own truth? So, yeah, she needed to do that for her own sanity. Maybe it wasn't the best choice for her kids at the time. But, you know, so that's slippery slope of, you know, what's right, what's wrong. Everybody has to do what's right for them. But, you know, as someone, I see the same issues nowadays with, with different countries who have, you know, issues. Even our own country, even though we have legal rights, families still throw their kids away. Right. Families still um, don't support their kids. We still have, a, a you know, 80 over 80% of LGBT plus kids do not finish high school because of the bullying and harassment that they get. Like that's a huge number, mm -hmm, right? So what happens to kids that don't finish high school, right? They yeah. end up homeless. They end up in poor paying jobs. They end up right. not doing well in their life. And you're just setting them up for failure because you, you don't agree with who they are, but that, that's who they are inside they can't change that and yeah so anyway back to me being a youth one, one of the biggest problems was you know not being able to to bring people home you know as a kid you'd go to play at other friends houses and and I often didn't do that either because I'd have to lie about home and I wouldn't be able to invite people back sure. and you know that sort of thing and it was a real um, it was a real struggle and to the point where I myself didn't come out until I was in my 40s because I didn't feel like it was a, a safe um, a safe thing to do. Even though I'd been, a, you know, an activist for years, I myself didn't feel safe in my own skin to be out. And, you know, so that's huge. Sure, sure. Those, and, those scars don't go away. Yeah, exactly. 
and, and there's just so much we can do for our kids if we just accept them for who they are. We don't, you know, I, I get religion can be a, an issue for some people, but really it's about loving your kids, right? So even if you think that they're a sinner for, for being who they are, you know, you can have that belief. That, that's fine. But it's how you treat people, right? How you treat your kids, how you treat other people is key to, to the life and, and the love that we want to see in the world. And I, I feel like I'm on a soapbox right now. That's fine. Have <laughs> at it. <laughs> and, you know, Let me get my popcorn. Spew so much hate, especially against the people that we're supposed to love. Mm-hmm. It just does so much damage worldwide, not just to our own children and our own family. And but it, it, it it's systemic, and it then it grows and grows and grows. And so even if we don't agree, we we really just need to love them for who they are, and just let them be, right? Because then, you know, we'll have these kids finishing school. We'll have these kids not being homeless. We'll have these kids moving on and doing amazing things with their lives. We'll have these kids still alive, right? The amount of LGBT plus youth that commit suicide is Mm -hmm. astounding. And so isn't having your child alive more important than who they love? Absolutely. That to me is a no brainer, right? Like why would we, why would we even have to think about that? And, and, and is that much hate doing you as a parent or you as a, um, an employer or you as a person on the street, how much is that hurting your own self by hating that much? And do you really have that much hate? Or are you just taught to think you have that much hate? Yeah. And that's, that's another question too, right? Because we, we get that sort of gang mentality where one person thinks that, well, I better think that too. And, you know, eventually we've got a whole group of people wondering why we're thinking that all hating something because, you know, everybody else does. Meanwhile, nobody does, but they don't, they're afraid to speak out. So we need more people to speak out for these kids and we need more people to stand up for these kids, to be there for them. And it's, you know, vitally important for their lives that we are there for them. I totally agree. I totally agree. One, I, one thing I would say is that there was a time where you could be executed for, uh, for saying that the earth wasn't flat. Uh, and we, since, figured out or most of us have figured out that that's not correct yes, <laughs> most of us but yeah. you know but yet we, we we won't challenge the assumption that uh you know that people are somehow fundamentally you know flawed or wrong or you know intrinsically bad because they choose uh, a lifestyle that does not harm others mm-hmm. um and and so you know for and and just from a personal note um uh, my wife and I had a daughter who passed away at 10. Uh, and from my perspective, I can't imagine having a healthy living child and then shunning them, you know, based on an expectation and a belief that I inherited from somebody else. 
Right. I would do anything to have my daughter back, you know, know, gay, straight, you know, fluid, whatever, you know, it doesn't, it it wouldn't matter. And so it baffles me to people who can, you know, essentially throw their own children away. You created the person. Come on now. Yeah. Okay. I'm off my, see, you can have your soapbox back now. Sorry. (laughs) No, I totally. I'll give you you a couple extra minutes. I took some of your, uh, your soapbox time there. I am totally on board. It, because it, it's just, it's amazing to me, you know, and, um, and I don't want to get into the whole religious aspect because there's just no. so much more to it than that. Like, sure. you know, we can all quote the Bible and, and, and do that, but fundamentally it comes down to love, right? And, and how can you not love your own child? How can you not um, be there for them, whatever they're going through? And how are they not more important than whatever your belief system is, whatever you're trying to hide from your neighbors? I mean, some parents will get rid of their children just because they don't want to let their neighbors know. They don't want the rest of the family to know. They don't want, you know, they're, they're embarrassed by it. And it's like, there's nothing to be embarrassed by. This is who your child is. Let them be that. And it's not a personal slight to you that you've raised them wrong or you've, you've done something wrong in your parenting. If they have come out, chances are you've done something right because they thought they were safe enough to do that. They thought they were safe enough to come out. And, and the fact that then, then you turn on them and, and now they, you know, They've got their peers at school that have turned on them because you would think that in this day and age that the youth would be supportive of each other, if nothing else. But because they learn from their parents, that's not always the case, right? And so that's why over 80% of the kids, LGBT plus kids in school, you know, don't finish school. They're harassed. They're uh, beaten. You know, there's so many different things just to get through school. And then you come home and you're you're, you're harassed even more and beaten even more. So it's no wonder that we have such a huge homeless population sure. of LGBT plus youth. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and, I do have, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, yeah. was, I have one question that I would like to make sure I get, I, I get in, uh, and this is a sincere question. So please, uh, I've noticed over the last several years, uh, especially on, on streaming media that uh, the LGBT are being represented in more and more shows, uh, you know, but particularly in like, you know, teenage type, you know, shows, I can, I won't name names, but there are a yeah. lot of them. And it's, it's, I've seen a, a greater prominence. Do you think that's a benefit or a hindrance to? I personally think it's a benefit um, because uh, unfortunately some of the ways they're doing it are not necessarily a benefit, right? Okay. Because they make it such a, a big deal about it. We're just regular people. Sure. Right? Like we're married. We have children. We have jobs. We, you know, have hobbies. We walk our dog. Like we're just people. <laughs> and so when it's great to see the LGBT plus community uh, portrayed in media because we're finally being recognized. Sure. But the fact that they then make such a big deal about it doesn't always help, right? It's like, look what we're doing. Such a great thing. We've got a gay couple on here. It's like, yeah, it seems like overcompensation yes. in some yes. in some yes. respects. And 
I say that as, you know, as, as somebody who's not a member of that community. So I don't expect my opinion to, you know, it, it's, I'm, I'm not, you know, part of that. So I don't expect to influence it, but I do see that it's almost like we're trying too hard. Yes. Um, yeah. And so maybe that's where you see the, the over portrayal or the, or the over focus on it. Uh, yeah. And that's something I've noticed as well, definitely. But it is really good, you know, just like the black superheroes and, you know, all of the different um, minorities that are starting to be shown. It's great for kids to be able to identify mm -hmm. with people like them, whether you're, you know, visually different or you think differently or you have a physical impairment, doesn't matter. It, just to see other people that are just like you is really mm -hmm. important to kids. Right. Very good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, you know, I appreciate you sharing with me and being so open and I really wish we could go on and on, but I've got a day full of these. So uh, I want to go ahead and make sure to give you, since I'm a man of my word, five minutes to talk about uh, your business, how people can get in touch with you, anything you want. Perfect. Well, thank you. Sure. Um, so I'm just going to quickly mention um, Queer Voices, which is a nonprofit that I am in the process of starting, giving voice to the LGBT plus community in hopes that um, we can uh, help some kids along the way realize that there's other people just like them. So that's just a little shout out for that because we're just getting that started. And it's okay. Queer Voices with a Z, not an S. Okay. And but my business, I'm actually a creativity coach, um, and I've been teaching art and creativity and um, in person for about 30 years. Oh, and I more recently have launched online because that's what we all do now. Everything's online. <laughs> you can reach and help more people. But I do creativity coaching. I help people with different projects that they're trying to get started. Sometimes it's business. Sometimes it's a book they're writing. Um, a documentary they're shooting, uh, uh, you know, they want to learn some sort of art form, you know, whatever creativity they want to enhance in their life, I help them with that. Um, but I also have um, a podcast that just launched this week called, called um, Creative Soul Healing. And we interview creatives and healers and some people who have healed with creativity, such as uh, abuse survivors and cancer survivors and things like that as well. Oh, wonderful. And so that uh, plays every Wednesday. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, and all of that. Oh, excellent. And then I also, in February, am launching a huge summit with 39 presenters on creativity and healing. And so that'll be February 2nd that we're launching that. And yeah, and so there's just so much with creativity that's super important. Um, it's in everything that we do. And so people really when they can open up their creativity, they can do amazing things. So I just want to be able to share that with people and let them know, you know, that their, their life is open to so many possibilities. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate all the work that you're doing and we'll have all the links. Um, those who don't have, uh, we'll put those in the show notes so people can get in touch with you and find out more about those programs. And, and, and I applaud you for, for your efforts in, gaining acceptance and your normalcy for uh for this community because as you say we're all just human beings that's so right i really really appreciate you any last words no i just want to thank you so much for giving me this platform to sort of you know get up on my soapbox a little bit and also maybe give a little shout out to my business so 
Absolutely. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's my privilege. And thank you again for spending your time with me today. We are out of time. But if you found Lee After Dark more entertaining and relevant than most of the drag out there, subscribe to the Lee After Dark YouTube channel. And now, get Lee After Dark in your pants. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Stitcher, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and who the heck knows where else. So you can enjoy us wherever you stick your phone. Until next time, this is Lee Rowley with my new friend, Larissa Russell. Be present and be well. <laughs>